When you're spending every day on your own, and here it goes. I'm just a kid, and like. <laughs> <laughs> no guys that's not the tiktok song <laughs> no it is not but this is call. but this is make it a podcast my name's evan and i'm katie and katie, so katie how's it going what's up with you tell everyone how, how you are uh, i'm good i got a tattoo last wednesday which was really fun um and other than I've been working, so <laughs> and it's so warm. The minute in Ireland, honestly, last week I was like, I love the weather. Now I'm like, mm. just a little bit, little bit, few degrees, please, because I'm quite warm. <laughs> yeah, uh, same with me. Tired as always. Uh, went to the gym for the first time since lockdown. Yes, actually, oh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, and I loved it, loved every minute. I'm one of these weirdos who loves the gym. You'll find that about that out about me. I literally want to live there. Same, I love it as well. I yeah, uh, I got up in the morning and all. I love it. It's my fave. Mm. Okay, so uh, you know, gym is great for building up your strength, and what we're talking about this week revolves a lot of strength, specifically when you have to wrangle <laughs> twelve kids. Katie, what are we talking about? Before I tell you what our topic is today, Evan, I have a little story for you. So I went okay. into a donut shop to get a treat, and then I realized it was best to take on. And um, when I said this to the person behind the counter, they said, well, just to let you know, they're cheaper by the dozen. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so you bought 12. Bought <laughs> yeah, so I bought 12 and ate them all. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with that and I was like, I have to say, because I'm so proud of myself. That's actually brilliant. So, Katie, just for clarity, what are we talking about? This week we're talking about uh, the 2003 American family comedy film, um, Cheaper by the Dozen, in which Tom finds his life turned upside down when he agrees to tend to his 12 children while his wife is away and he coaches his football team. It was directed by Sean Levy and stars Steve Martin and Bonnie Hunt. That's what we're talking about. Amazing. So, Katie, what is your history with Cheaper by the Dozen? Um, I remember watching it when I was a kid. I think I watched it in my friend's house. And um, I just thought it was mad. Like, I'm an only child. I was like, oh, my God. And obviously, like, Hilary Duff was in it. So I was like, oh, my God, Lizzie McGuire is in this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, that was it, really. And then I just kind of grew up and it's one of my like comfy films it's just like you put it on when you just want something cozy to watch and you just chill out what about you Evan? so similar history I didn't see it in the cinema but I remember at the time really wanting to see it in cinema and I don't know why I didn't because but because I like seeing all the posters and the ads and stuff my eyes as a seven-year-old at that time my eyes went to one person and one person in particular and that was Hilary Duff who ah, yes. everyone our age was obsessed with at the time and still is to be honest because she's great um yeah um, so i think it was one of the first films i rented from extra vision throwback ah. yeah and it was regularly the big big movie on rt so i've seen it many times yeah. over the years and i love it i love it every single time i watch it that you actually just brought that back to my head it was the big big movie a few times wasn't it yeah you saw it every saturday <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, before I actually recap the film Cheaper by the Dozen, it has a very interesting history that I'm going to educate you on. So take a seat, class in session. Ready. There are 12 seats, exactly. Um, so in 1948, a semi-autobiographical book called Cheaper by the Dozen was written by Frank and Ernstine Gilbert. Uh, they share the story of raising their own dozen, 12 kids. Uh, that book was adapted into a film in 1950 by 20th Century Fox. Uh, in, and part of that film, this is really mad, there's a scene in that film where the father tries to streamline one of the children's tonsillectomies. Oh. Yeah. So we're, we're going with the better version today. <laughs> <laughs> and in 1992, uh, Cheaper by a Dozen was adapted as a stage play written by Christopher Sergal. And that brings us up to 2003, which is the film we're talking about today, Cheaper by the Dozen. Wow. So let's get into it. So I'm going to give you the family tree before we actually get into the recap as well. So the Baker family, parents are Tom uh, and Kate Baker. That's Steve Martin and Bonnie Hunt. So from oldest mm-hmm. to youngest, the kids are Nora Baker, who's played by Piper Perabo, Charlie Baker, who is Tom Welling, Lorraine Baker, who's Hilary Duff, Henry Baker, who's uh, Kevin Schmidt, Sarah Baker, who's Alison Stoner, Jake Baker, Mark Baker, or FedEx as they call him, fraternal twins Jessica and Kim Baker, uh, Mike Baker, and then the youngest twins Nigel and Kyle Baker. So we open and Tom is jogging. He's gone for a morning jog. He's coming back to his house. Uh, and we learn that Kate has finished her book, Cheaper by the Dozen. So Tom and Kate talk and the kids are all hiding under the bed. And Tom starts to make a joke about beating the lumps out of the bed and starts hitting them. And then, you know, madness ensues. So before that, actually, sorry, what am I saying? After that, we get Tom and Kate's backstory, uh, their wedding, uh, when they had their kids and, you know, the whole story of them. We also learn that Tom is a football coach. Yeah. So the kids are all getting ready for the day. They're all getting ready for breakfast and then to go to school. And it's an absolute madhouse. Hectic. So, yeah, Lorraine's in the bathroom. Sarah's banging down the door. Loads of kids are running. Mark is looking for his frog beans. And, but his dad gets his name smicked up. He calls him Nigel, Kyle, and something else, I think. Uh, so <clears throat> we also learn that Charlie, who's played by Tom Welling, uh, misses curfew. So Tom goes in to talk to him. Charlie, we learn that Charlie is up for scholarship, but might not, might not go to college because his girlfriend's mother offers him a job. Mm-hmm. So... Kate gets an email from their oldest daughter, Nora, and Mark is still looking for beans. Uh, then we cut to breakfast and they all have, they're all getting the lunches prepared. They all have a little system going on and it's very entertaining to watch. Uh, so Lorraine, who's played by Hilary Duff, as I mentioned, uh, comes in and she vouches for five extra minutes of mirror time, but gets three, three extra minutes. So... <laughs> Kate is telling the kids where they're going to be for the day, who's going with who, and Nigel and Kyle are going to work with Tom. So, 
So we also learned that they're shooting their Christmas card that day and it's May as well, uh, but Nora cannot make it. And then all the kids want to be photoshopped in, but Nora's the only one who can be photoshopped in because she's moved in with her boyfriend, Hank, who's played by Ashton Kutcher. Mm-hmm. So as well, another quote that just gets me, <laughs> I felt attacked, is when, <laughs> I can't remember who it was, it's a little skateboarder kid, uh, he goes, he says about Hank, he ironed his jeans, that's weird. Do you iron your jeans? Yeah, do you not iron your jeans? Oh, no, that When is... I go out, like. No, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't iron anything. So, <laughs> so, uh, so everyone sits down for dinner except for Mark. He has a big net and he sees Beans in the light shade. And then Beans jumps down onto the food. It goes everywhere, all over everyone. And then yeah. everyone's running to get the frog. So Tom catches Beans and gives him to Mark. Mark smashes the everything and Sarah Sarah then says the line nice going FedEx because they don't think uh, Mark is part of that family she doesn't anyway then they all head off to school and Mark explains to his mom why they call him FedEx and how he doesn't feel a part of anything but then she gets distracted and sees when she sees the youngest twins fighting so Tom heads off to work and then he reunites with his old college pal Shank and he offers Tom a job uh, coaching the Stallions at in Chicago. So later that night, he go he goes down to the basement, turns on the dryer to discuss it with Kate, uh, and the kids realize that something is up. So they use uh, the mic, I think it is, yeah, it's mic, to go down and listen through the, the laundry shoe. Yeah, the laundry shoe, and. Uh, Kate agrees and this is when we get the iconic line from Mike saying we're gonna move and they just <laughs> drop them <laughs> so then we cut to them taking the picture uh, no one is smiling and then a huge argument breaks out so uh, Tom and Kate sit all the kids down and Nora calls in and she's on speaker while Hank is playing video games Um. They all want to put it to a vote, but it won't make a difference. Uh, and Nora is still on the phone even, even after they leave the room. Tom counts the votes. The majority is no, they don't want to move. And then Kate pulls out their old yearbook and they just reminisce on old times. We cut to moving day. Everyone is saying goodbye to their friends. And Charlie ends up taking a different car and says to his dad that he hates him again. Uh, so they pull up on onto their street and uh, Lorraine questions whether the kids will actually fit in there because they see another car go by with a bunch of kids dressed like the guy in Pretty Fly for a white guy music video. <laughs> yeah, like 90s hoodlum, like just funny. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids all rush to their new rooms and uh, Tom gives Charlie uh, his old car. Uh, Mark uh, searches for a room and he ends up getting the attic. Uh, and then their neighbours come over and greet them. So the neighbours are Tina, Dylan, and I forget the father's name. So, oh, yeah. Not the father's name, really. Yeah, their dog, uh, Gunner, and jumps on Tina 
and uh, Tom makes a joke about her having a cheeseburger on her person and she snootily replies I don't eat meat oh yeah and then... <laughs> sorry <laughs> didn't like her <laughs> so uh, the, uh, Mike is playing hockey in the house with two other two of the other kids and uh, Dylan goes to play with them and Dylan uh, can't stop on the rollerblades and ends up swinging from the chandelier so uh, Tom goes to help him. Then they both end up swinging from the chandelier. So Kate catches Dylan and then the chandelier falls. And then Tom says, you know what? The three minutes we lived here, I hated that chandelier. Yeah, that was funny. And then uh, panicky Tina and her husband uh, take Dylan out of the house and he invites them all to his birthday party. <laughs> and Tina is not happy. No, she's not. So uh, Tom gets a call and he has to leave to go and to go do an interview for Fox Sports. Uh, up in his room, Mark finds a secret door and explores a house, and then he ends up outside. So sorry, I need to take a breath. This is a lot happens. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids are all out on the porch and they're bored. They feel like outsiders. Um, Charlie leaves to sign up for football. And when he gets there, they criticize him and tell him not to wear his Midlands hat. Oh, yeah. So they all watch their dad on TV later that night and Sarah and Lorraine bicker again. Um, Kate gets a phone call uh, and Tom comes home. And when, when he comes home, Lorraine's helping her pick out outfits because Kate's going on a Kate's going to New York to promote her book because it's going to be published. Yeah. So Kate and Tom get <laughs> I wrote this in my notes. Kate and Tom get all kissy kissy and Lorraine leaves. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't impressed. No, you'd be <laughs> I'd be the same. I'd be like, what? No, no, no. <laughs> so Kate has to leave for a few days and Tom is going to uh, take it all, take all the tasks on as so he's gonna go to work as well as look after the 12 kids or 11 because Nora's in her own apartment. So Tom calls Nora and asks her to help out. Um, Hank won't help because they set his pants on fire, which she was too casual about, by the way. Yeah, she was just like, that That was normal. Like, that's fine. You're grand. Like, they set fine. me on fire. Just your pants. <laughs> it's like, okay, Nora. <laughs> Nora convinces him, uh, but there are conditions. Uh, they want to stay in the same room, but they uh, Kate and Tom would agree to that. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I was like, but like they live together. Yeah, I, yeah, that was mad. I was like, mm, I know you want to set an impression, but like the kids know they live together as well. So like, yeah. So, I mean, the, the young kids, I mean, no one seems to like Hank, but the young kids plan to... And so, somehow hurt him maybe not let his pants on fire again but something else yeah so we cut to the next scene and it's the family playing their their game apple schmear and nora and hank pull up nora looks happy to see her family playing the game but hank is just disgusted yeah so the kids all run to hug nora and uh hank's uh, they nearly fall on hank's new car and hank just wants them to get away from the new car because it's a new paint job so the plan begins. So as Hank is walking in, they trip him into a 
big uh, inflatable pool full of dirty water. And we cut to the next scene. He's sitting on the couch in a uh, robe and his clothes are in the wash and he's not happy at all. Uh, Sarah takes Hank's underwear and soaks it in meat. Uh, Nora, Tom and Kate all sit down with Hank and they talk about his career. He's been in one commercial and considers himself an actor. Yes. And yeah, and he was like, I'm getting uh, stuck on the street. And um, Kate was like, hmm, what? Uh, so I also, I have this written in my notes. He's up his own hole. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Uh, okay. So Nora and Hank start smooching inappropriately uh, in front of her parents. And Kate claps to get Nora to stop and go help her in the kitchen. <laughs> so... The young kids are preparing the dog for the attack. So we cut to dinner. Everyone's sitting down. Hank is now in his now dry clothes. And the the kids, Sarah being the ringleader, sets Gunner on Hank. Gunner ends up basically eating (laughs) eating Hank, essentially. Uh, uh, Hank leaves and the, all the neighbourhood dogs somehow smell this from a fire and attack. Yeah. Good. <laughs> you deserved it, to be honest. <laughs> so, uh, Nora leaves. Before she leaves, she tells the kids that, you know, Hank is a part of her life and they have to get used to it. And then she gets in the car and uh, her and Hank argue over the paint job. We then cut to the interrogation scene. So Tom lines the young kids uh, up in a row and he does the whole beep, 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 beep. When it comes to Sarah, yeah. he goes beep, beep, beep. It's like metal, well, not metal, but like deflected. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Tom suspects Sarah was up to it and Tom sends them to their room. Uh, so Kate uh, leaves and Tom, Tom tries to joke with the kids, but they're not having it. Sorry, Kate leaves to New York and then he tries to like get the kids on the side but they're just really not having it I should have been clearer with that uh, we then cut to a montage of the kids all going to school so we see that Lorraine and Charlie get harassed by a school bully who's played by Jared Padalecki who you know from Supernatural and Gilmore Girls mm. um, Mark's glasses get broken by one of those 90s hoodlums that we mentioned earlier <laughs> who's played by Cody Lindley from Hannah Montana he's Jake Ryan Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, in New York, Kate finds out that there's going to be a book tour, so it's going to be a few weeks, not a few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, at the Baker House, it's complete madness. Tom is cooking dinner. He's also working, trying to come up with the field position for the game. Nora shows up. Uh, Sarah attempts to empty the dishwasher, and she act- she picks up Mike's athletic cup and accidentally throws it into the pasta sauce. One of the kid, one of the twins, either Nigel or Kyle, sees this and throws up. Um, he calls Tom calls for someone to help clean them up. Henry comes in, slips, and then throws up again. <laughs> uh, we also learn that Nora got a job uh, at an ad agency, but her dad isn't paying attention, so she leaves. Um. He knocks the electrician over, breaking another light. So Kate calls and Tom's trying to play it cool, but it's absolutely mad. 
uh, she informs him about the tour and he he hides in the closet. So I'm running out of breath. <laughs> you're nearly there, you're nearly there. No. Tom tells uh, Lorraine about Kate and she thinks it's and she thinks it's best to call Kate and tell her that things are just not going great. Tom tries to call and calls many nanny agencies, but no one will take on 12 kids. No, rightly so, to be fair. Well, in fairness, they only really need to take on like 10. <laughs> yeah, I to be fair, I did actually think that technically nine because um Henry can look after himself, yeah. Yeah, like and then Nora's not in the house and Lorraine and Charlie are like older, so they Yeah, so like even eight, like hmm. Yeah. Not a so, lot of kids though, to be fair. Yeah. So Mark uh goes into his dad's room and he calls him the wrong name again <laughs> and tells him to go ask his sisters because he wants help with his maths homework. So we cut to Kate in her hotel room. She can't sleep and she requests that the receptionist send up 12 pillows. Mm. Which is very sweet. Uh Charlie and Lorraine head to school again. Uh Charlie nearly gets into a fight with Jared Padalecki, but then uh, Lorraine interrupts, which is a very funny me, actually. It's like the time Clark Kent and whatever his Sam from Supernatural got interrupted by Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> uh, so uh, at the college, Charlie tries to talk to his dad. Uh, Tom gets called to talk to the press. Tom says, can we do this later? But then Charlie just leaves. Tom picks the kids up 45 minutes late. Uh, Mark drew their old house with the caption, my favourite place in the world. Yeah, I had um, I had a note about that. Like, honestly, that was a great picture. Why were they not harbouring that talent? Like, <laughs> that's just bad parenting, to be fair. Like, <laughs> that's really good They're picture. shit parents. They're absolute crap parents. <laughs> I mean, so. no come on you should have stopped after like I don't know six yeah they can handle six they can't handle twelve yeah so uh, Tom he arrives at work but he's late and Shank has a go at him so then we cut to Kate she's on live with Regis and Kelly promoting her book and she reads a bit from it and then we're back at the Baker house again uh, Tom brought the team home as a way to try to find his work home life balance yeah and then this is when we get an, an amazing line from Lorraine where she comes down in the green face max. She goes, dad, college guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, I feel like it's that meme as well. I don't know if it is, but I feel like. <laughs> yeah. So Tom warns the kids to be quiet. Uh, and then we get another montage. Uh, the kids just are not having a good time again. Jake gets into a fight. Everyone gets in trouble. Uh, Tom grounds all the younger kids and they're not allowed to go to Dylan's party because of it. Okay, so Mark misses his mom. Uh, Sarah hears the party from across the way and convinces uh, all the young kids to sneak out. Um, I also wrote the question here, why do they all have separate presents? Yeah, like, would I just get one big one? Like, <laughs> then again, I suppose they're all being individuals. 
So they get to the party and we learn that Mark got Dylan a Brazilian mud viper, which is a snake. Mm-hmm. Um, like, honestly, where did he get that? <laughs> Can someone explain to me? Actually, Bad parenting. <laughs> How did he? So they get to the party. It's absolutely dull. They decide to play football and the snake ends up getting released. Mm-hmm. Tom hears people screaming and realizes the kids aren't in their rooms and Tom brings the team over to get the kids. Tom sees Sarah on the bouncy castle and gets on to try and retrieve her. Something falls on the pipe and the bouncy castle expands and then explodes and Tom lands on Dylan and he ends up in the hospital. Uh, Shank doesn't want the team at Tom's house or the kids in the athletic department so Tom has to make a big decision. Katie's doing a radio interview. Uh, Sarah calls in and begs her mom to come home. Mark grabs the phone and wants to talk to her and he ends up he breaks it or they break it it's really hard to tell they, they break it and she blames him it was her fault she have just given him the phone she's a pain yeah but like she's my yeah anyway. she is <laughs> i like her so <laughs> yeah i do so they all have a go at him again uh nora shows up to help out her dad uh tom sits alone in the field after the big game the stallions have lost but no one is there for them except the twins it's only because he brings them. So Kate calls Tom. She knows everything and she's not happy. So she has to leave her book tour. Yeah. So Kate leaves a message saying she's coming home and Oprah will be interviewing them for her show. Like, uh, that's really big news. You don't just leave that on an answer machine. <laughs> By the way, Oprah's coming over. Like, Oprah, like, as well. Like, I know she's on a book tour, but like... And then imagine I'm just going to go, yeah, like, casually Oprah's coming to the house, like, so tidy it up. <laughs> people, like, what? So, uh, the electrician is back. He falls again after having another go at Tom. Yeah. Um, Nora is staying at the Baker house, uh, and ha- Hank is outside her window throwing pebbles because it's the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she sneaks him in, and they sleep in the same room, which I can't do. Also, another thing, like, how many rooms are in the house that she just casually yeah. had her own room and they're only there, like, a week? <laughs> there aren't that many. I was trying to count the doors. I was like, there's there's not as many rooms. There's not as many rooms. There's not that many rooms that's, that, like, she can have her own room to have her boyfriend stay over. Mm. Like, you'd have to be sharing with someone. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So... Mark thinks uh, something is wrong with his frog beans. Uh, Kate calls. She's on her way home. Mark runs to the kitchen for warm water so he can try see, make sure Beans is okay. Oprah's people show up. Not Oprah, but her people. One of them is played by Dax Shepard, by the way. Uh, I did. I noticed that, yeah. Yeah. Tom reads a letter and finds out Charlie got kicked off the football team and he majorly overreacts, by the way. Yeah. Charlie has a go at him says he you know has been acting like a dad and Charlie just decides to leave Uh, Kate arrives at the house Uh, Lorraine fills her in Shank shows up at Tom's door and Mark is still uh, concerned about beans Shank asks Tom to decide on work or his family 
Kate asks Tom if he picked up her dry cleaning. He tells her it's in the front closet. She goes to open the closet and a load of balls and toys and loads of kids things come out and she's stumbling over them and her face is red. (laughs) So Mark spills water on Tom uh, and Nora and Hank walk out of her room. So Hank tries to defend her tries to defend himself, but Tom tells him to shut up. Uh, Kate and Tom argue before the show. The family all gather. Uh, Mark tells him that Beans is dead. Sarah says, nobody cares, FedEx. He says, stop calling her that, and he pushes her, and a huge fight breaks out. Yeah. So Hank doesn't... Uh, Hank and Nora come down the stairs. He admits he doesn't want kids. Nora's not too happy with that, and she goes to help her family. Mark says, nobody cares about me. Nobody cares about nobody cares about me and runs upstairs. Uh, the Oprah interview is off because they're not one big happy family, which was the name of the segment. So uh, everyone's getting ready for bed. Tom's going to sleep on the couch. As Tom is hugging either Jessica or Kim, one of the fraternal twins, mm-hmm. Kate finds out that Mark is gone. He leaves a note. The family all go looking for Mark. Nora finds out, but Hank is too busy with his advert on the TV. Yeah, to care. <laughs> Nora leaves without Hank. Uh, uh, Kate goes across the street to Tina's house. Uh, Dylan and his father help to go look for Mark. And then she makes a lot of snarky remarks about him. Yeah, oh, oh, I just didn't like her at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Nora shows up and she says that Hank's not going to make the cut and she shares a bit of wisdom with Tom saying when she would she would always run want to run away to her favorite place in the world so Tom realizes that Mark has gone back to Midland mm-hmm. Tom runs to the train station he gets on the train and he finds Mark they hug and then the train leaves they get off in Midland and the entire family is just somehow there <laughs> Uh, Sarah says if he runs away again she will pound him Um, and then the elders are finally nice to him so Mark uh, thinks uh, Sarah and Lorraine hate each other but Lorraine would said she would kill for Sarah any day of the week yeah so back in Chicago they have a a memorial for beans Uh, Tom has a look at his old yearbook and Tom decides to quit his job after the football season. So Kate informs the kids of Tom quitting his job and they don't want him to because it's his dream job. Uh, she informs that he's doing it for them. So Tom stands alone on the pitch. The Stallions have won. And behind him are the kids and they hold up signs saying, we love the coach. And they all run to hug him. Uh, we cut to some time later Kate's book was a bestseller Tom has a new job it's then Christmas at the Baker's house they're all happy and it ends with the light breaking again again yeah that light and that so was sad. cheaper by the dozen Woo! let's have a little discussion shall we yes let's so what do we think <laughs> I don't know how do you... like I don't know, like, I love it, but I'm just like, do I love it because it's nostalgic, or do I love it because it's funny? I love it because it's funny. It is such a funny movie. 
yeah like i feel like i like no don't get me wrong like, i really like it but like mm. it has fully funny elements but i'm just like it's so dated it's it so is it is yeah yeah it's so 2000 oh yeah well i'm gonna one thing i'm gonna say i think this is the best soundtrack from any film ever yeah it is actually a good soundtrack it's so good you've got like simple plan some pretty one the beatles uh jackson five so mm. many different so many different songs i just love them all yeah the bloopers are great i love the bloopers oh yeah. <laughs> yeah they're so funny i know when tom welling kisses uh botany hunt i was like Ugh. yeah i was like no that's gross <laughs> like she's meant to be your mom it's gross oh <laughs> uh, no as well i was did a little bit of a, a little bit of research on this since the history um and I was just looking at like the trailers and like the interviews and all the press stuff that they did. Whoever marketed this film is a, and who casted it is a genius. Explain more. Okay, so in the trailer, in the trailer and in the press source, they're really pushing five names from the movie: Steve Martin, yeah, Bonnie Hunt, mm-hmm. Tom Welling, Piper Perabo, and Hilary Duff. Yeah. So you've got Steve Martin and Bonnie Hunt, who the parents and the grandparents would love. Yeah. You've got Piper Perabo, who was in Coyote Ugly before doing this film. And that was a huge hit. So she mm-hmm. would have been very popular with like people, like young people in their late teens, early 20s, teens, whatever. Yeah. Tom Welling was on Smallville. He was Clark Kent. He was very big with the teens and all the science fiction nerds. Yeah. And of course, Hilary Duff was Lizzie McGuire. So she's going to get all the kids in, you know? And um, and like tweens and kind of young teenagers and stuff. Yeah, it's just so, it is so good. Although a lot of it doesn't make any sense. No, there's a lot of plot holes. Like come there on. is, there is. Like honestly, I know I'm after forgetting all their names already. And um, what was his character's name? Lorraine. Lorraine, sorry. Like horror room was fully furnished after a week. I'm like, come on. <laughs> come on like and also um mark's room was fantastic if i was a kid i'd be so happy with that bedroom yeah mark's so room was my favorite me too and he was just like hmm I'm like, oh. like be grateful oh my god who's your favorite kid actually oh um i think it's sarah sarah yeah for me it's either charlie or henry Mm, which ones are they so charlie is tom welling so he's the Mm. he's the footballer and then henry's the guy who plays the instrument he's the chubby kid who has the hat yeah 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 i was gonna i was gonna say that but um was it cello i don't know i don't know we'll skip we'll just skip it for now okay yeah um yeah i don't know yeah, no, there are so many plot holes in it. I'm trying to think of way more. Like, um, what was the daughter one? Um, oh yeah, like how they just arrived in Chicago. Oh yeah, forever. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. He got on a train, and then they got off the train. The whole family were just there, and like, was there even phones back then? Because. 
they don't there's no depiction of like mobile phones like i know it was 2003 but like yeah, there i think there was there wasn't even a camera phone at that point yeah like but in the movie like none of them had mobiles it was all on landline so like how what but yeah as well it's not like they can't afford it because <laughs> yeah. if you're buying like eight presents for one child's birthday party you can definitely afford a few phones yeah i know Oh. Mm, yeah, I'm trying to get more clothes as well. I'm like, there's so many. Yeah, there are. There are. Oh, like, and where was she on book tour that she could get home in like a day? Because America's big, like. But they're in Chicago. She was in New York. She, yeah, that was the other side. That would have taken her like a few hours. That would have taken I... her. Yeah, that would have taken her a good few hours. I know. And she would have got home like the next morning. And like, how's she leaving all these voicemails and all? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh God, oh, God, I love it. I love every minute of it. Yeah, no, it is great though. It's just, it's a real feel-good movie. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, I talked about the cast a little bit there, so I want to kind of talk about what they've been up to since Cheap about the Dozen. So we're going to go from youngest to oldest. So the youngest uh, kids were Nigel and Kyle Baker, played by Brent and Shane Kinsman. So from 2004 to 2008, they played Porter and Preston Scavo, uh, Lynette Scavo's twins in Desperate Housewives. Uh, Their last acting credit was in uh, ER in 2008. Brent and Shane both graduated uh, from California Polytechnic State University. And in September 2020, they admitted they wanted to get back into acting. Okay. So, uh, Blake Woodruff, who played Mike Baker after the movie, uh, Blake acted in films such as Mr. Ed, Back to You and Me. In 2004, he had a recurring role on The Young and the Restless as Noah Newman. In 2007, he played David in the movie Whisper before taking a break from acting. He returned to acting in 2017, appearing in the horror film Victor Crowley. Mm, Uh, Next is Morgan York, who played one half of fraternal twins Kim Baker. So after she played Dozen, Morgan went on to star in the film The Pacifier alongside Vin Diesel. She acted in TV shows such as The Practice, Life with Bonnie and Kappa Mickey. She had a recurring role as Sarah in Hannah Montana. In 2010, she quit acting, however. Uh, She graduated from University of Redlands in 2015. She is an aspiring young adult writer and works in publishing in New York City. And in July 2019, she got married. Aw. Good for you, Morgan. So next up is Liliana Mumi, who played Jessica Baker, the other half of the Paternal Twins. Since the film, uh, she has worked on films such as The Santa Claus 2 and 3. She's mainly known for voice acting, however, playing Myrtle in Lilo and Stitch, mm-hmm. uh, Rosebud in Snow Buddies, Space Buddies, and Santa Buddies. Uh, TV-wise, she had a recurring role on My Wife and Kids and Fresh Off the Boat. Uh, she's also done a lot of other voices for TV in, in, in Higley Town Heroes, American, Long, uh, American Dragon, Jake Long, uh, 
Winx Club. She starred in the live action series The Cleaner and voices currently voices characters on Ridge Middle School and The Loud House and is set to star in The Loud House movie that's coming out this year. Fair play, she's still gone. Absolutely. Next up we have Forrest Landis, aka Mark Baker. So after the film, our dear FedEx was in films such as The Skeleton Key, uh, Flight Plan and uh, Little Afters. Uh, he started in the movie Spy School before quitting acting in 2008. He can now be seen on Instagram skateboarding and is working at Minus Skate Shop. Oh, okay. Next up, we have uh, Jacob Smith, who played Jake Baker. So, after Chief of the Dozen, Jacob had a small role in the movie Troy and played Peter Rhodes in the pilot for Secrets of a Small Town. Uh, Smith attended... Uh, Charis Bible College. He appeared on Chris Talks for Charis Bible College and talked about overcoming drug addiction by finding God. So next up we have Alison Stoner. Actually, I have a fun fact about Chief Brothers that relates to her. So I should have said this earlier. So in Cheaper by the Dozen 2, Cheaper by the Dozen 2 was filmed at the same location as Camp Rock, which also starred Alison Stoner. Oh, that's cute. Love Camp Rock. <laughs> yeah, we know. We've established if you have a look this the episode. <laughs> Not the Camp Rock episode. Which is coming. <laughs> so Alison uh, was best known for uh, dancing in Missy Elliott's workout video before Chief of Dozen. Yeah. So after Chief of Dozen, she went on to play Camille Gage in the Step Up franchise. She also starred in the film Alice Upside Down. She's probably best known for her work on the Disney Channel. She had a recurring role as Max on The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yeah. She voiced Victoria in Lilo and Stitch, uh, the series, which also had her Chief Royal Dozen sister, Liliana Mumi. Yeah. And she played Caitlin in the Camp Rock franchise, which I love so much. <laughs> she also voiced Isabella in Phineas and Ferb, as well as the many Phineas and Ferb movies, including the one that came out last year. Yeah, for Play the Horse, though. In 2019, she joined Missy Elliott on stage at the VMAs. She also came out as gay, and she can be found offering advice to aspiring child actors on YouTube. Aww. So next up, we have Kevin G. Schmidt, who played Henry Baker. So after the movie, he had small roles in films such as The Butterfly Effect, Resurrection Mary, Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Squeakwool, Oscar-winning, mm-hmm. uh, Princess Protection Program and Randy Crows. Randy's Crows. I can't read my own writing. What's going on with me? He also had starring roles in TV shows such as Unnatural Histories and took over for his Chief of a Dozen co star as Noah Newman in The Young and the Restless. Oh, look at him. So Kevin is uh, still working as an actor, but also has his own company. He now has all na- he sells all natural hygiene products alongside his brother Kendall, who you'll know from Big Time Rush, as he's someone else who's also involved in the business, or Alexa Penavega, who was in Spy Kids, and Carlos Penavega, who was also in Big Time Rush. Yeah. I couldn't believe that they were brothers. I was like, but then I was like, how did this not click in my head? Yeah, that's fair. Next up, we have Hilary Duff, who played Lorraine Baker. Uh, she was one of the big names in the movie at the time. She is obviously was known for playing Lizzie McGuire on the Disney Channel. 
Uh, after the movie, she starred in countless films such as A Cinderella Story, Raise Your Voice, The Perfect Man, Material Girls, Stay Cool, According to Greta, Greta and The Haunting of Sharon Tate. Excuse She's me. so good. Love her. She also starred in the Disney Channel original movie Cadet Kelly. She had a recurring role on Gossip Girl in 2009. And in 2015, she starred as Kelsey in Younger that ran up until this year. Mm-hmm. She's had a string of successful albums and singles, and she is set to star as Sophie in the uh, spin-off of How I Met Your Mother called How I Met Your Father. And Hillary is now married with three kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew that because, like, <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. So next up, we have Tom Welling, who played Charlie Baker. So at the time of the film, Tom Welling would have been best known for playing Clark Kent on Smallville. Yeah. He was in films such as The Fog, Parkland, Draft Day and The Choice. In 2017, he had a recurring role on Lucifer. He reprised his role on Clark Kent in a 2019 episode of Batwoman. Uh, he executive produced the MTV series Hellcats and starred in The Professionals. Tom Welling is now married to Jessica Raisley and they have a son together. Oh, thank you. So next up we have Piper Perabo. She was best known for her role in Coyote Ugly at this time. But since she was a dozen, she has starred in such films as The Prestige, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, The Lazarus Protocol, Lazarus Project, sorry, Looper, Angel Has Fallen, and Spontaneous. She has also had uh, main roles in series such as uh, Covert Affairs, Turn Up Charlie, and The Big Leap. And in 2019, Parabo was arrested for protesting Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court confirmation hearing. She was also arrested at a global uh, climate change protest alongside Jane Fonda. She can be found now on Instagram advocating for climate change. Good. We need someone like her. Absolutely. Next up, we have Miss Bonnie Hunt, who played Miss Kate Baker. Before starring in Two Brother Dozen, Hunt starred in films such as the Beethoven movies, Jumanji, Jerry Maguire, and The Green Mile. Since the film, though, she's had major success as a voice actress in films such as the Cars franchise, Toy Story 3 and 4, Monsters University, Onward, Zootopia. Um, in 2008, she had her own talk show that ended in 2010. In 2018, she starred in the limited series Escape at Danamora. She is set to play Miss Flint in the upcoming Disney Plus original series, Monsters at Work. Oh. Which I cannot wait for, by the way. So finally, we have the man of the family, the dad, Tom Baker, a.k.a. Steve Martin. An absolute icon in his own right for playing parts in films such as Bringing Down the House and the Father, Father of the Bride. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve has a has appeared in countless films such as uh, The Pink Panther 1 and 2, Baby Mama, It's Complicated, and Home. And, you know, that's just some of a thousand the others. Many, yeah, his discography is not his discography. Oh, my God. Film, I can't filmography. Think. That's the one. I'm so, yeah, sorry. <laughs> his filmography is extensive, she was trying to say. Yeah, thanks, Evan. He has written and produced many films and TV shows, and he is set to star alongside his old pal Martin Short, as well as Selena Gomez, in the Hulu series Only Murders in the Building. Hmm. So yeah, everyone's doing their bits. And if you want to come on here, if you aren't busy, you know. Yeah, come on, Hillary. Let's go. (laughs) 
But it doesn't. Oh, can we do a Lizzie, Lizzie McGuire? What are you going to do? Hillary Duff Month. That we're going to do. Okay, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> so uh, I want to talk about the success of this film because Katie, it was very successful. Did you know this? I didn't. Go ahead. So the Chief Rider doesn't earn $190.2 million worldwide against a budget of $40 million. Wow. So that's good. And then, of course, it garnered a sequel uh, that came out in 2005. Uh, the sequel er- earned $135 million worldwide against a budget of, of $60 million. Okay. The film was nominated for multiple teen and kids' choice awards. Sorry, I can't. I keep burping. I'm so sorry. That's so rude. Well, I haven't heard it, so. Oh, thank God. You just yourself. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> At the 2004 Young Artist Awards, the cast won Best Ensemble Young Cast, and Forrest Landis won Best Young Actor, aged 10 or under. Aww. Go on, FedEx. Woo! Yeah, he was actually really good in that movie. He's so good. In August 2019, it was announced that Disney Plus will take on a new adaptation of Cheaper of the Dozen, starring Zach Braff and Gabrielle Union. Oh, exciting. Yeah, it's a very white film. I just want to say that. <laughs> it is a very, very white film. I just you know, it's like everyone, yeah. you know what it I mean? It's, it's a very privileged film. Ah, yes, yes, very much so. And Gabrielle Union is a black actress. So, you know, we're doing something right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in 2020, most of the cars were united for the I'm Just a Kid TikTok challenge. They recreated moments from the film to support the charity Support No Hungry Kid that was led by uh, Bonnie Hunt. So yeah. obviously it was everyone except for Steve Martin and Tom Welling. And uh, Liliana Mummy was not involved either. So. so that was a success and it was very successful. It was. It was very successful. But now people know that as the TikTok song. I'm like, no. That's so annoying as well. It's yeah. a Super Brother Dozen song. <laughs> it is, though. Yeah. So, it's Katie's favourite part of the show. Let's go. So, if you haven't listened before, and why, why is it taking you this long? Um, Katie is very smart. <laughs> she knows a lot. Some things, you know, she has a big brain, but some things, you know, go over her head, you know, not into the big brain. No, so, no true, straight true. I am gonna quiz Katie on Chief by the Dozen. We've got 10 questions. Let's see how many she gets right. Katie, are you ready? I'm ready. Question one Okay, who starts the narration at the start of the movie? The narration, yeah, there's a narration at the start of the movie. Um, da-da. That's my, my, that's my answer. The dad. It was Kate, um, the mother. Ah, damn. I was going to change my answer and all. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. Who says this line? You blew my concentration. Now I get to start all over again. Oh, it was Lorraine, and she was doing her lip gloss. That's a bonus point, so I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. What is the name of Beans's late mother? Oh, 
Oh no. <laughs> um Oh I can't remember at all. I only watched this movie like last night. Um I'm just um it's wrong. I'm just gonna say toast. It's pork. Oh, I was gonna say sausage. <laughs> so it would have been wrong, but you know. No, but it would have been closer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and sausages are typically made out of pork. So okay, which uh, baker child wears black in the Christmas picture? Um. Mm, Char- Charlie? Is that your final answer? Yeah, because I can't remember any of the other names. It was Jake. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. How does Sarah refer to Hank? Oh, um... I'm just going to say, like, okay, I actually cannot remember. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I'll give you a hint. It's something that you, like, put your hand on. So you put your hand on? A wet glove? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that has quite a pop into my head. (laughs) Do you want the answer? Yeah, I'll give you the answer. A doorknob. Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> anyway, I don't know why wet love came into my head. Wet love. That's what I call him, big wet love. <laughs> what is the name of Charlie's girlfriend? Um, Megan. Is that your final answer? Yeah. It was Beth. Oh, Beth. I never, oh my God, there was about 400 other names in my head before I would have chosen Beth. Okay, well, this next one's multiple choice, so. Oh, yeah, let's go. (laughs) Psych yourself up. What is the name of the street that the bakers move on to? Elm Street? Beale Street? Forest Avenue? October Road? Forest Avenue. That is correct. I wasn't even sure. I just, I was like, oh, I'm just going to say that one. Okay. Question eight. True or false? Okay. Henry plays the oboe. True. Is that your final answer? Hmm, I don't know because I did think it was a cello. No, false. That's correct. It's false. Yeah, because it was a stringed instrument. No, it wasn't. It was a clarinet. Oh. That's not... Okay, sorry. Okay, I watched a different movie, apparently. Uh... I still got that one right, though. So, ding. Yeah, okay. Uh, question nine. It's another multiple choice question. Okay. Uh, when Mark runs away, what does his note say? Nobody cares about me. I hate you all. I'm leaving. Big families stink. Or I'm running away. Oh. 
Um, I'm just going to go with Big Family Stink. That's correct. Yeah, that's something that he would say. <laughs> right, question 10. Final question. Ooh. What song plays at the end of the end credits of the film? Um, Rock and Robin by um, Jackson 5. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I love it. I love that song I was playing last night. And I was like, ooh. Katie's up in her hair. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was like in my own little head just singing the song to myself. Yeah. So next up, we have our segment called What's Poppin'? We talk about what's popping with us in terms of uh, what we're invested in right now in terms of pop culture. So Katie, what's popping with you? Um... That's a very good question, Evan. Um, nothing really. My life has been so hectic. I will tell you though, I went to watch the like I thought like my edux was still going and um like the series on uh, Disney Plus and it was over my boyfriend for everyone because nobody anyway, doesn't matter. And oh my god, I'm so just got a brain today. Basically, I went to watch the next episode and the season had ended the week previously and I looked silly, but I just didn't think that I ended good enough because there could have been so much more, even though like, what else could they have done? It really did wrap up, but I was really sad about that because so that, like I had been really invested in that. Other than that, nothing. I'll just kind of say YouTube because that's my main consumption of pop culture at the minute i suppose class class um so for me what's popping me right now is i'm re-watching desperate housewives mm, you are i am i'm in the midst of season two right now and i absolutely love it i believe in susan meyer's supremacy she's my favorite housewife <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i love her love desperate housewives yeah so now it's time to rank cheaper by the dozen on our pop scale we rank it out of five place on its based on its place in pop culture and overall quality. So, Katie, what are you giving Cheaper by the Dozen out of five on the pop scale? I'm going to give it a three and a half. Okay. Do you want to give a reason? Yeah. Um, it's just, it is really good, like, and I really enjoy it, but I do think, like, I don't think everybody enjoys it. I think it's, if you grew up with it, you'll enjoy it. Or if you watched it as a kid, like, I feel like it's a very nostalgic movie. Or, um, yeah, I just don't think it's everybody's cup of tea. Even though it was very successful, I just think. Um, and it does have a really big place in pop culture, but I just think, um, yeah, two and a half. Solid in the middle. I'm also going to give it a three and a half. Um, mm. uh, yeah, like you said, I think it is a really good film. It's really good if you've grown up with it. If I don't really yeah. think kids today would really get it now because it no. is such a product of its time. Um, and it definitely does have a place in pop culture and the soundtrack's great and I love it. But again, yeah, it is very dated. But that's kind of part of the charm as well as the nostalgia of it. Oh, of course. No, definitely. But yeah, like you said, like young kids, like younger people, like, what? Like, why was this so popular? <laughs> like, because it was amazing, okay? <laughs> because Hilary part- Duff was in it. Yeah, I was going to say, for the time, the cast was unbelievable at the time it was like oh my god like everybody's favorite like whether you like superheroes whether you like whatever you were gonna find somebody you really enjoyed in the film Mm. so 
Okay, so Katie, where can people find us? People can find us on Instagram, on Twitter at Make It a Podcast. Okay, thank you for listening. Um, and we hope you all stay safe and get vaccinated if you can. Uh, oh, one day, one day. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. so thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.